Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and today, once again, we are bringing on a very special guest. His name is Brad, and he is the host of the Pesky Report Podcast. If you haven't given a listen, go to Apple, tune in. They cover everything about the Boston Red Sox, man. It's a great listen. I think you guys will enjoy it, and we are super excited to have him on this episode. We're going to talk all things Red Sox today. We're going to go over uh, last night's game with the Blue Jays and, and the heartbreaker that the Red Sox had. We're going to talk a little bit about the bottom of the lineup. Can they get things going? We're going to go over uh, Bobby Dahlback, and is there a guy in the minors that could soon come up and replace Bobby Dahlback? We're going to talk a little bit about Kike Hernandez, Xander Bogarts, Trevor Story, and, and, and who has to step up on this Boston uh, rotation for them to get things going. I know they've played a ridiculous schedule so far, so we don't expect them to be down very long. There's just too much talent on this roster. So, guys, a, a jam-packed episode, and we can't wait to have Brad and, and get him in here. And, and first, before, before we try to get Brad in here, we always want to give thanks to Belly Up Network. Belly Up Sports has been great. They have given us this platform. Like I tell you each and every episode, we will never go without giving them thanks and running their ads. So guys, we're going to run this real quick and then we're going to try to get Brad in here. So here you go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and today we are joined by a very special guest. His name is Brad from the Pesky Report. Like I said in the pre-show, he's here to talk about the Boston Red Sox, and we're very, very glad to have him. Brad, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. My team is 7-11 right now, so, I mean, baseball isn't fun for me right now, but uh, I'm doing good. Man, that's awesome. Hey, the Red Sox, you know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about them here, but they're going to turn it around, man. They, there's too much talent on the roster, Brad. But, Brad, man, the first thing I want to ask you is, is how long have you been doing this for, for Pesky Report and this podcast? And, and just tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah, so uh, I started the Pesky Report, I want to say it was March of 2021. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, like, right before the season started. Uh, I was working with another podcast, and unfortunately, things didn't work out, so uh, we parted ways, and I was just having so much fun doing, like, podcasting and talking to other people and other Red Sox fans about the Red Sox and whatnot, Mm -hmm. so I decided, you know, I'm going to reach out to a few people and see if they'd like to join me, and uh, we started 
like I said, I want to say March of 2021, and last year was our first season covering the Sox, and so far, you know, we've been doing pretty damn good, I, mm. I have to say. Yeah, man, and and Brad, I, I know I'm with Belly Up Sports, man, and, and I know you were with them also. When, when did they reach out to you, or, or how did that come about? Yeah, so I... So what happened was mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a live video and I was asking people to like if they wanted to come on and talk about, you know, whatever like, that had to do with baseball uh, to come on and, and talk. And mm-hmm. I had this one gentleman, I believe his name is LP or LJ. Mm-hmm. I, I, I keep uh, uh, it was LJ. That's who it was. OK. Uh, he is a uh, writer for Belly Up. And I had him on the show, and we talked a little bit. And after we ended, you know, ended the recording, him and I started talking, and he he had mentioned Belly Up and how they're similar to what Barstool is. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, really? You know, send me some information. You know, I worked with another network uh, for one of my previous, my personal uh, podcast that I had. And it was it didn't work all it didn't work out all that well in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, I just think there was difference of opinions when it came to certain things. Yeah. And I was just looking for something else, and I reached out and I contacted Belly Up and I let them know you know I was interested. Um, and you know, it, it the podcast isn't just me; it's a yeah. group of people. And when it comes to decisions, what I try to do is, like, I'll probably usually make a decision on my own, mm-hmm. you know, if I think it's best for the podcast. But I always ask. If nobody answers, I'll make the decision myself, you yeah. know. But um, we have we have 12 people. At least I think we have 12 people. I have to do the, do the counting on that one. But um, I always ask, uh, you know, like, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is the direction we should be going in? And if it's yes, you know, we go that way. And if it's no, we go that way. Um, so I had contacted a few people that were a part of the show. And I was like, hey, how do you feel about um, joining this network? And I gave all the information that I had received. And everybody was on board with it. And we have been with Belly Up, I want to say since April. I'm really bad okay. with keeping track of my dates and stuff. But yeah. um, it's been roughly a year. Okay. Wow. That's that's uh man. I've I've been with them. I reached out to Belly Up and and told them, hey, I was interested in joining their network, and they got back with me, and they were like, hey, send us some of your episodes, and I sent them in, man, and and they got back, and they were like, yeah, man, we're down to to bring you on. So it's pretty cool. I've been with them for a couple months, and and you know, I'm I'm thankful for Belly Up, man, and and I give them all the praise. But Brad, man, I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording, man, and and you said that you were from Alabama. Could you talk a little bit about that and then your journey uh, up to up to Boston and everything? Well, I'm not in Boston. I'm okay. actually in Connecticut. Okay. But um, yeah, I was uh, I was born in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, not raised, but I in 1983, um, I was born in Birmingham and. Uh, my grandfather, he, who was a huge uh, softball coach mm-hmm. uh, in the Birmingham area, I, I believe he uh, taught uh, high school mm-hmm. um, softball. 
so whenever my grandfather went uh, to the fields, my brothers and I went, typically it was just myself and maybe my younger brother. Yeah. Um, but loved being in the fields. Unfortunately, we didn't get to stay in Alabama all that long. I uh, ended up moving up to Massachusetts when I was about six years old. And then after that, I moved to Connecticut. And that's where I've been since, uh, I don't know, probably 90, 91, 92. Man. Uh, Brad, man, and, and that's that's really crazy, man. You're from Birmingham, and that's awesome, man. I, I've, I've been here in Mobile, Alabama. I'm 31 years old, and I've spent every day here in Mobile, man, and I absolutely love it. Um, but, you know, Brad, you, you were telling me also that you grew up a Yankees fan. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's always like, it's one of those weird stories and people are like, wait a minute, you're, you grew up a Yankees fan? So how did you end up a Red Sox fan? Um, so when I moved to Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, I moved up to Massachusetts with my father and then mm-hmm. we moved to Connecticut. And then, unfortunately, certain things happened, and uh, the state got involved, and unfortunately, I was put in foster homes. And with the fact that I was a huge baseball fan at such a young age, you know, like I told you uh, before we started recording, you know, I loved players like Nolan Ryan, Mm -hmm. uh, Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Schmidt, uh, Ozzie Smith, all those players. One of my favorite players was Bo Jackson. Yeah. But um, when I moved in with this uh, foster family, we I ended up staying with them for, I want to say it was roughly about three years. They were Yankee fans. So the only time that I got to watch baseball, with me being such a baseball fan, was when the Yankees were on. And another fun fact is, and I, I, I tell this, you know, I get a lot of crap from people because, you know, being a Red Sox fan, well, my all-time favorite baseball player is first baseman Don Madding. Mm-hmm. Always has, always will, and you know I get crap for it a lot, but it, you know I'm I am who I am, and I'm yep. unapologetic. You know, so but that's how how I was the you know how I grew up uh, a Yankees fan. But I saw the light, uh, <laughs> and I believe it was 1996. Uh, I was with my father. We were watching a baseball game, and Mike Greenwell uh, was up to bat, and he hit an, an absolute bomb. It went over everything. It went over the green monster. Went over the netting. It went. It probably ended up on the turnpike. Oh, and man. as soon as that happened, I was like, you know what? That's my team. That is my team. And. I got into the team right before Pedro joined, uh, right right about the time when uh, right right before Nomar um, was playing for them. You know, we had Mo Vaughn, so it, it, it was fun. Man, incredible story, Brad. That is, that is good stuff, man. And, and I like how you threw that Bo Jackson in there, man. He's a legend down here in Alabama. Uh, but Brad, he is, he's he is literally in my top five favorite players. Uh, when it comes to baseball, and I'd have to say he's probably my favorite sports uh, athlete, like my favorite athlete. Period. Like anybody who can play double sports uh, yeah. at the same time is just—you're a freaking nature. Yeah, man. So, Brad, like, you know, I never got to to watch Bo Jackson play, right? So I, I'm only 31, man, and and you know. 
I, I ask my dad all the time, I'm like, you know, Dad, what was he like not only on the football field, but what was he like on the diamond? And my dad just he, – he keeps it short and sweet, and he says, Blake, he's the best thing that you will ever see, and there will never be another person like him. And, and that's all he says. That's, that's all he says is he's, he is the GOAT of, of both sports. I, he will tell you if he didn't get hurt, he would be in the Hall of Fame of both sports, and that's all you need to know. And so, man, I mean, he's an absolute Absolutely. legend. He's an absolute legend. But, Brad, man, uh, getting over here to this Red Sox team, man, I want to dive right in here, man. And, and you know, the first thing I want to ask you is I, I want you to give me a little recap of last night, man. I, I watched the game. I know you guys had a couple guys that had to stay stay behind because of vaccination problems and all that stuff, man. And and uh, and I felt like the bullpen was a little thin. But man, how, how gut wrenching of a loss was that last night? I feel like it's <laughs> I feel like it's like it's expected right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we are down. So I, I don't. I don't typically like talking about the vaccination. I don't either. Like everybody has their own opinion about it. And I I personally, I'm one of those people who are like, you know what? It's your decision. Do what you want. Mm -hmm. You know? And like, when you come out and you say something like, oh, I'll do anything for the team to, you know, for us to win, yada, yada, yada. Knowing that, you know, uh, without trying to get too far into it, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that, if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to be able to go with the team to Toronto. Yeah, that hurts the team. And, and okay, that's your that's your your personal thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have to imagine that with the fact that Tanner Houck is not on the team right now, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of hurts them. He's not in the rotation. And I I actually got into it with a few Red Sox fans about this last night. A lot of people are up in arms about that whole situation. People think it's a political stance and this, that, and the other thing. It is what it is. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it's your personal belief. You do what you want. But when I posted up, imagine if Tanner Houck was with the team right now, I was just saying, hey, you know, if he was on the team right now, we would have Garrett Whitlock pitching last night. Mm-hmm. Instead of starting the game on Thursday, Tanner Houck would start the game Thursday, and unfortunately, that's not the case. Yep. So it's like you said, it, like the bullpen's not really been because of the fact that, like, okay, two players are not with the team right now, but they were able to bring two players up. Yeah. With them, so it, it's just it's just a cluster, you know. I don't know if you can swear on here, but yeah, man, go ahead. Hey, you say what you say, whatever you want, Brad. Man, hey, it's a it's a clusterfuck right now. <laughs> well, man, like the the one th- the reason why I brought it up is because I right, so I run this little group on Facebook, man, and 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 we kind of throw what lines we like out and and uh, before the before the games get started, and and I put in there last night. I said, hey, I said I like the Blue Jays tonight. I said because. Of that reason, I said the Red Sox are a little thin in the bullpen, and they don't have guys going up to Toronto, and they've had to pull a few guys up. And I just like Toronto. And then all of a sudden, I I see you know the Red Sox make this this push in the eighth, and I'm like, man, like you know here we go. Like of all nights, I take the Blue Jays. Like here come the Red Sox, and then uh, Deepman just I mean just put it on a platter for. 
<laughs> I mean, as soon as I saw yeah. it come out of his hands, I said, Springer is about to hit that 400 feet. I, uh, so, one of our, uh, one of our co-hosts, mm-hmm. he had posted up, he was like, this was in the ninth inning, he's like, surely they won't blow this game. Surely. And I had also posted up at one point, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, what did I say? <laughs> I was like, oh, here's the walk-off. Oh, no. And, yeah, it, it's, when it got to the 10th inning, I was just like, just throw one straight down the middle and end this game, please. Oh, uh, but it, yeah, it, it was it was terrible. It, it was really terrible. We had one of our other co-hosts. He put that. Uh, he said two-one uh, cockeye fastball, <laughs> and I, I I posted up. I was like, just throw one down the middle and end it seriously. And it was just oh yeah, there it is. I did say here comes the walk off, <laughs> and uh, it was just. Yeah, it was, it, it was bad. It, it, we, we, what we really need, and I have to give a lot of credit to our co-host, Ryan Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had mentioned, like, previously, like, I think it was before the season even started, that we need, like, a lockdown closer. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, I was one of those people who thought, you know, closer by committee uh, was a good idea. And obviously, I was wrong, and I have to give credit to uh, give credit where credit is due. And now I see that we need somebody who is our actual closer. Man, Brad, one thing I, I want to ask you is about the bottom half of this lineup, man. Uh, like like guys like Dahlback and 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 I mean. Shoot, I don't even have to go that far. Like Kike Hernandez, man. Like, what is going on with these guys, and how can the Red Sox get this thing turned around? Dolbeck, um, I'm not overly concerned about Dolbeck. I think he'll turn it around. His problem is, is he's trying way too hard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what people forget is he's still super young, mm-hmm. and he he got called up in the 2020 season. So he, he did, he's basically only had like a little over a year in, in the majors. Mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, he sucks, this, that, and the other thing, I mean, you got to remember he's young. He's super young. He still he still hasn't uh, had a lot of experience in, tr- uh, in MLB, mm-hmm. uh, in the majors and whatnot. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to, you know, give a pass on Dawback. Okay. Know, he's still learning this, that, and the other thing. And so many people are just like, oh, call Cassis up. And that's our number one prospect right mm-hmm. now. And he's yep. just totally destroying AAA. Uh, every every step he's made, a, a low A, high A, uh, double A, he's just killed it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just like, screw it, trade him, you know, trade Dahlbeck and bring Cassis up. And I'm... I'm not for it right now. I want him to come up, and when he comes up, I want him to stay. I don't want him to fail at all. Yeah, man. Then, uh, TJ, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh uh, well, I was, I was. You took a question right out of my mouth because I was going to ask you about uh, Cassis, and and I, I've just I've seen YouTube stuff on him, man, and and he absolutely rakes. But I, I mean, you answered that perfectly, Brad. I, I, I was going to ask you, man, what what were the chances of him coming up? But absolutely loved your answer, man. Go ahead with Kike. 
PK is another person, like, he starts off slow. He mm-hmm. had a bad beginning to the season last year, and then he just, you know, he caught fire and he kept doing his thing. People wanted him not to be the, uh, uh, the leadoff man last year, and Cora kept, you know, sticking with him and sticking with him because, you know, I'm not going to deny it. Cora knows more about baseball than I do. Yeah. You know, like we could sit here and yell at, at Cora and Bloom and everybody else who's a part of the organization. But, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, they literally know more than every one of us. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we we yelled up and down last year that we wanted Chris Arroyo to be the leadoff man. Uh, we didn't want KK to be the leadoff man. And then when they took him out from being the leadoff guy... Uh, he started catching fire, and then they put him back up at the leadoff as the leadoff hitter, and he, he was good. Um, so there's that. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. A lot of people are disappointed in the fact that we traded for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, is a lot of people don't realize we didn't trade for Jackie Bradley Jr. Mm-hmm. We did trade for David Hamilton and Alex Pinellas who are the two prospects that came along with him in the Hunter Renfro trade. Mm. And people are so upset with the like, oh, I would have rather I would have rather kept Renfro over Bradley. I don't know if people have noticed, but Bradley has been walking a lot lately. Mm. Um, he, he's also a couple points um, lower than Renfro when it comes to a batting average. Mm-hmm. So I don't see, you know, I don't see it as a bad trade. Uh, uh Bradley Jr. is actually a better defensive uh, fielder. He's a better mm-hmm. fielder than Renfro. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were stuck on the fact that Renfro could gun people down at third base, this, that, and the other thing. But the problem with Renfro, he could throw somebody out at third base, but he also lost the ball. And, mm-hmm. you know, instead of throwing it to second and getting the, you know, getting the uh, runner to stay at first and get the double play still and, and, and play. He just lost it sometimes, and then there's errors. Bradley doesn't do things like that. Mm. Um, who else do we have at the bottom of the list? Uh, Vasquez, mm-hmm. not great. Um, he was never really a big hitter. Um, he had a couple. I think he had a year or two where he was all right. Um, we have we have an inside joke right now because both uh, both catchers, uh, Plawecki and Vasquez, last mm-hmm. year hit a total of nine home runs. So we have a thing going on right now that's hashtag let's break 10. Oh, man. Um, Who else is at the bottom of our list? Let me pull up. uh... All right. Uh, Dahlbeck, Kowacki, Bradley. Yeah, that's basically Mm -hmm. basically it. Uh, I know people are a little concerned about Trevor Story. Oh, man. Um, He'll he'll be fine. Um, You know, a a lot of stuff happened to him very quickly mm-hmm. he got signed he got uh he, he didn't play a lot of spring he didn't get a lot of spring training games um and he's learning a new position yeah brad man one th- one thing i wanted to ask you is is I, that's the next person i was going to ask you was trevor story man do you like him at 2b look i know you guys have bogarts at shortstop and and you're not going to move him but but uh how has trevor story looked to you at 2b and uh and I know he's going to come around with the stick, man. A guy with his talent and and uh, his pop. I know he's eventually going to get it going. But and uh, could you talk a little bit about him at second base? Yeah, sure. You know, right now he's got a negative point two WAR. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 
got an uh, on-base percentage of 286, slugging 308, OBS of 593. So he's not really hitting real well. He's got a 231 batting average, no homers yet, only 12 hits. I, I feel like uh, when it comes to offense, he'll, he's going to come around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there was way too much that happened to him so quickly, and he's focusing on second base. Yep. He's an athlete. He's able to play that position. Um, the biggest problem right now is the errors. And then you have the casual fans that are like, oh, we spent $100 plus million dollars on this guy, <laughs> and he can't even make a play at second base. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, but that's not how everything works. Not yep. everybody's perfect. You know? Exactly. Like, when, when, you learn, when you have a new position at, at a job, you're not perfect at it right away. Exactly. So... I'm willing to give him. Um, I'm willing to give him a little bit of time. Uh, I would say I wouldn't worry about him until if he keeps it up until like June. That's when I would worry. But I'm willing to give him a month or two uh, to figure it out. Um, the one thing that kind of concerns me is the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't hit a home run yet. Yep. And he's been and let me see. Um, He's been in 13 games with 56 plate appearances. So, and I, I that's think a con- I think he struck out like 16 times in like 50 plate appearances, man. Uh, yeah, 16 times in uh, 56 plate appearances. So, I, I mean, he, I think he might be trying a little too hard yeah. because he's on a new team and he's not used to being on a team uh, with, you know, he was with the Rockies, and yep. I'm not sitting here going to knock the Rockies fan base or anything <laughs> because they do have a decent fan base but when you go from the Rockies to the Red Sox that there's a huge difference between the two fan bases no doubt no um, doubt so you know I'm you know like I said I'm willing to give them a little bit of time uh if it keeps up until June that's when I'll start worrying uh and just feeling he's gonna be fine no He'll doubt. be fine no doubt, Brad. Man, hey, the next the next thing I wanted to ask you is, is one thing I'm a little worried about, and uh, and that's Bogarts, man. With him going into this this off season and and not getting a contract, and him, you know, testing free agency, man. Is he gonna is he gonna go that route, or, or is he gonna eventually work this thing out with the Red Sox? Uh, one hundred percent, he's going to free agency. Mm. Uh, he's gonna test the waters. Mm-hmm. His, you know. Um, his agent is Scott Morris. So the uh, the shortstop class next year, it, there really isn't any. Yeah. Um, the fun fact is, is that uh, you might see Xander and Carlos Correa uh, become free agents at the end of the season mm-hmm. just to test the waters. And, I mean, I don't see Bogarts getting, like, a super long deal. Mm. If if he does, I think it'll be an overpay. Man. You know, say, like, if, I don't want it to happen, but mm-hmm. say the Yankees offer him something like 10 years, uh, he'll probably take that, but I think it would be an overpay. I, I, you know, he's going to want $30 million, like, 8 to 10 years, and I personally, you know, great player. Uh, defensively, he's... he's mm. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he makes an error, I'm just like, "Yep, there goes some millions of dollars from you there, buddy." Yeah, um, um, 
Yeah. He's not the greatest defensive shortstop. He's definitely a great offensive uh, player. And if the Red Sox end up able to sign him, I'd love to see him go to second or third. Yeah, man, uh, and you know I have a group chat with a couple buddies, and I got a couple Red Sox fans in there, and and I told them I said, hey, uh, they brought Trevor Story over, and and this is a one year thing at second base. All right, like my buddy is moving to shortstop next year, and they disagree, but I, I just uh, I just don't see Trevor Story staying at second base. And I see him as the shortstop for the Boston Red Sox in the in the future, man. And. I- so my problem with that is if the Red Sox are eligible to sign Xander Bogarts mm-hmm. to a deal, I don't see him going to second right away. He does have the seniority. He mm-hmm. is basically the captain of the team. But if he was to stay with the Red Sox next year, it is under he would be under contract with the understanding that in a couple of years he will be moving uh, positions. Mm-hmm. Well, Brad, man, uh, one th- one thing I want to ask you about this uh, AL East, man, and before I let you get out of here and everything, man, I want to ask you uh, your thoughts. Does does Boston turn this thing around, and, and where do they finish in this AL East? Uh, mm. After, you know, we did a prediction uh, at the beginning of the season, before the season started, mm-hmm. and I forgot where I was. I think I was at 89 wins, and they were in third place. I have to, uh, I have to double check this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was at 89. I was at the low point uh, yep. out of everybody in our crew, and um, yeah, it's it's hard because you got you got teams like you got the Blue Jays who are just dominant. Man, you know they got all the bats. Um, they got all the second generation uh, players. Mm-hmm. They've also got Matt Chapman, who's a platinum uh, platinum. Brad, was he using it the other day? Do you think in in that outing? I mean, he it's was he was wiping on that I pants leg. I don't know if it, I wouldn't say it was spider tag. He was definitely using something. Yeah, because that was his best outing of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, and I'm not a, and I don't like the Yankees. I can be totally unbiased. Yeah, but um, it, it definitely looked like every time he went to go pitch, he was wiping right under his butt cheek. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that kind of brings back like memories to uh, uh, Michael Pineda when mm-hmm. he was using um, something and he had it on his neck. Yeah, you know, it, it's like it was so blatant, but nobody said anything. 
team that doesn't scare me is the Orioles, and that's pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't even know if you say that they're a part of the Bailey's. They're like the bottom of the basement. <laughs> man, yeah, they're, they they got a couple years, man. They, that 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 Rushman and and those guys that they, they still got they still got a few years, and then John Means just went. He just went out with Tommy John, so it, it's going to be a miserable yeah, season for them. Yeah, so, so he'll be out. Um, he'll be out this season and most of next season, yeah, I, or all of next season actually. Uh, so I think Tommy John's an eighteen-month uh, recovery time. Yeah, so it sucks because he's one of the brightest pitchers, not just uh, for the Orioles, but in, in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Brad, man. Um, Man, you you did an excellent job breaking down the Red Sox, man. You 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 took questions right out of my mouth, and and I absolutely love you coming on. And and what I always like to ask my guests, man, is is hopefully one day I can get you back on uh, around like the All Star break or, or somewhere you know right after that, so we can break down the Red Sox and how they're doing and how good of a first half they had, and uh, maybe uh, look into the second half of the season a little bit. How do you feel about that? I'll be more than happy to come on, man. Uh, maybe. Maybe at some point we can get you on our show and we can talk a little bit about baseball in general. Yeah, Brad, I I would absolutely love that, man. Hey, if you could, could you drop a Twitter handle for all my listeners so they can go check you guys out? Yeah, so you can actually follow us on pretty much all platforms. Okay. Um, the social media platforms at Pesky Report. So okay. Pesky is, you know, like the Pesky Poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pesky, at Pesky Report. Twitter, Instagram, we're on Facebook, uh, we do have TikTok, I end up posting up a bunch of like, uh, I snag a bunch of videos uh, off, offline uh, when watching the games and I'll post up like homers, strikeouts and some stupid things, I just put up a, uh, a video of Angel Hernandez calling a strike on uh, I forgot what batter it was but it, it wasn't Schwarber um, but he called a strike when it was Definitely a bomb. That guy's just a bomb. I think it was Seguris, um, wasn't it? And it could have been. yeah, Seguris like looked back at him, and I know they both speak Spanish. And he looked at him and he said, "No, no, no. There's no way that was a strike." <laughs> yeah, he he was right. That was way inside. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, follow us everywhere. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and all those platforms. Uh, the Passing Report. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Give us a review. I do all that good stuff. It helps us yep. out. And, uh, you know, if you don't like us, shit on us. If you do like us, don't shit on us. <laughs> uh, shoot us some DMs. We're, we're, I try to keep it fun, um, unless you're an idiot. <laughs> well, Brad, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on today and, and breaking down the Red Sox for us, man. And, and I can't wait to get you back on here. And, uh, man, I, it's been one hell of an episode. And we'll talk soon, Brad. Man, everybody, Pesky Report, go check them out. That was Brad, main host. Hey, I listened to one of their one of their shows today. They do an excellent job. They cut up, man. They have a fun time. They jank on people on the roster, and 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 uh, they just give you uh, raw emotions of how they feel, and and it's just a damn good show. So if if you're interested in in some Boston Red Sox podcasts. Go give them a listen, and and, uh, it's one hell of a show, like I said, man. So, guys, I appreciate you joining me today, and like always, I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.